world is in confusion, but we're not. And God's not the author of confusion. I don't understand all that we're going through. This social distancing, it seems strange because you walk to a place and there's just people that kind of move out of the way and let you walk by. But I decided I was going to social distance from the refrigerator. I'm going to reduce the spread and flatten the curve. How about that? Might be a good thing for all of us to do for a while. At least that's what I'm going to do. You'll look better, you'll feel better, you'll act better, you'll run better. And who knows, you may have to run for your life in this world that we live in. So be prepared. Or you may just want to run the aisles. Yeah. So good to be in the house of the Lord today and to be with all of you. We had a great time in Lake Isabella this Sunday. We ordained Garrett Hodge into the work and kingdom of God. We had a great time there and back here tonight. And what a privilege it is to be in the house of the Lord. If you'd care to follow along in your Bibles in the book of Galatians chapter 2, begin reading at verse number 16. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith, by the faith of Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. For I, through the law, am dead to the law, that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. And I like this 21st verse. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Would you ask the Lord to help us today? Savior, we ask you as we break the bread of life and bring strength to your children that the word of God would be effective in our hearts and lives, that you would bring us an understanding of this day that we live and know that you have called us out of a world of confusion into truth, solidity, and the word of God. Strengthen our hearts today and let us walk with you, talk with you, live for you, and be in your presence. And we ask these things in the wonderful name of the Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. God bless you. I'm preaching tonight, sink the sub. Sink the sub. Now, it's been a while since I went to school where a substitute teacher was, but that was kind of a saying back in the day that when you had a substitute teacher that, you tried to sink the sub. 
because they didn't know you, you didn't know them. They didn't know whether you were supposed to hand in your homework or not. They didn't know what you were supposed to do. You didn't know what they were going to do. So you tried your best to sink the sub. I, I want to preach to you from that point of view today because somebody was a substitute in my life. I should have been crucified. I do not frustrate the grace of God. I don't want to put confusion in what God has called us to be, so I don't want to sink the sub. He's our substitute lamb today. And you need a lamb in your life. The Bible tells us in the book of Galatians 3 and 24, wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. The schoolmaster taught us we needed a substitute. The schoolmaster taught us that we needed a lamb. I don't have time to go into all of the ordinances of the law. But among the ordinances of the law, you were to bring a sacrifice for your wrong and your sin. I'm so glad today that we have a substitute. We have a substitute. I didn't come tonight to sink the sub. I came tonight to help you understand who our substitute really is. Sacrifice was started in the very early verses of the Bible. Of course, you know the story of Cain and Abel, but even before that, there was a sacrifice of an animal that covered the lives of Adam and Eve, their mother and father. There was a substitution. When they failed, they should have died. That was the proclamation. The day that you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. But God had a substitute in that day. Of course, that substitute covered their nakedness and gave them a reason to live. But something did die in their life. And that was the evening time stroll through the garden when Jesus in the personage of the eternal God, would meet with them and commune with them. And they somehow turned it back around and somehow God began to bless them because of a sacrifice that they learned. They evidently taught their boys, they evidently taught their children that there would be a sacrifice. And so quite a few years passed from that part of the story until they were coming out of the land of Egypt and they had not sacrificed, it doesn't seem like, for this period of time. And if they had, there's not a lot recorded in it. But there was a time when the Lord came to them and I want, said, I want you to bring a lamb and I want you to prepare that lamb. I want that lamb to be a perfect lamb. And I don't want a blemish, I don't want it spotted, I want it to be a perfect lamb. And you're to take that lamb and you're to slay it and you're to take the blood from that lamb and put it on the doorpost and put it on the gatepost. And you are to take sure, make sure that the blood is applied as a substitute for your own blood. And the death angel came through that night 
And because there was a substitute, there was a death in Egypt because the Lord passed over Israel because they had a lamb. I want to preach to you tonight, I need a lamb. He is my substitute. When I should have been crucified, he was my substitute. I, I look at the world today and the wickedness and the ignorance that is in the world today that they, they can get by without that substitute. They're trying their own way to get to heaven, and the Bible called them a thief and a robber. They're trying to circumvent. They're trying to sink the sub. I came to tell you tonight, I'm so glad I know who Jesus Christ is and what he did for me. This is an old, old message. It's found in the book of Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers. It's found in the book of Psalms. It's found throughout the Kings. It's found in the New Testament 2,000 years ago. It has worked all of these years. And I didn't come tonight to sink the sub. I came to proclaim he is your answer. He is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. To see the air that was in my will and my nature and my lack of understanding until one day I began to recognize I needed something better than the world had to offer. I needed something better for my soul, my mind, and my spirit. I needed a substitute lamb. It was not possible for me to redeem myself. It was not possible for me to find a price that I could pay to take care of my sin and my wrong. When I recognized I needed something more in life than what life had afforded me, I found a substitute lamb, oh hallelujah, and he has been good to me through the years. I could not be ransomed by a lesser price than what Jesus Christ paid for my life. He was the lamb and is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. To think that you could climb up another way is only saying, I want to sink the sub. I don't want a substitute in my life. I just came to tell you today that without Jesus, we would be nothing. In fact, we would be like the rest of the world today in confusion, not knowing how to love one another, not knowing how to live in a world of confusion. But you're in the house of God tonight because you have a place to go where you can find peace and rest for your soul in a troubled world. I want to rebuke the powers of darkness tonight. I want to re rebuke the spirit of darkness that is upon our country and is upon us as a church at times. And we as saints of God feel that darkness at times as it just settles into us and on upon us. But I want to tell you there's something better than darkness. We have found the light. Oh, hallelujah. And that light has crossed our pathway. And we understand and know who Jesus Christ is. Don't try to circumvent his law. Don't try to circumvent his word. Don't try to circumvent his plan. Don't try to sink the substitute. Understand what God has called you to be and be a happy person to be what God has called you to be. I should have been crucified. To think that by, by believing only 
would save your soul is to only sink the sub. To think that you could climb up a different way is only sinking the sub. I want you to know today, the schoolmaster taught us that we need a substitute and we need a lamb. We don't need to bring a lamb today. We don't have to bring an animal and make sure that that lamb is so perfect and so right and without blemish. And they have to have a priest inspect that lamb and make sure that it's right. We have a lamb, a perfect lamb, a lamb without sin, who knew no sin. He became sin that you and I could have freedom and liberty today. He took your place. You should have been crucified. The Bible says that we are buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who hath raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all. Having forgiven you all your trespasses. I don't know what that does to you, but what it does to me, it helps me realize I needed something better than what I could offer. All I could offer was a sin-cursed body, a tormented mind. All I could, all I could offer was a fleshly, carnal life. But thank God he stepped up and gave me life. Oh, hallelujah. Gave me hope and gave me a direction today. I'm not here to sink the sub. I'm here to take that sub and say, you are my substitute. You are my lamb. You are my hope. You are what I need. Why would you sink the sub? Why would you get rid of the substitute? Why would you try to circumvent his word? Why would you try to say the Holy Ghost doesn't mean anything? You know how you become crucified? You are crucified with Christ, the scripture said. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. You don't have to die for your sins today. I don't know what that does to you, but that makes me so happy to be in the house of God today. I don't have to die for my sin. I don't have to shed my blood for my sin. I have a lamb. I have a substitute today. I have something better than my own life to give. I can give my praise back to God. Do you know what God gets out of all this? The Bible talks about the inheritance in the saints. In other words, we are his inheritance. Stop and think about that for a minute with your lackadaisical life living for the world. All God gets out of all of this is us. Now, I didn't say that to make you cower with fear. I told you that to rejoice in the fact that I'm here to praise him and exalt him because that's what he wants from me. All he gets, he doesn't get my blood. He doesn't get my crucified flesh. He doesn't get my carnal mind. All he gets out of this is my worship and praise. Oh, hallelujah. I'm here to tell you today, if that's all God gets out of it, I'm going to give him my best. 
I'm not going to toy with the world. I'm not going to play with the world. I'm not going to fight standards and doctrines. I'm not going to fight the church of Jesus Christ. I came to give him my best tonight. I came to exalt his name. That's all he's ever going to get out of it is us. What are you going to give him tonight? What are you going to give him tonight? Come on, what are you going to give him tonight? Look what he gave you, and what are you going to give him? Look what he gave you to have this victory in tonight. Look what he gave you to have peace in your soul tonight. With a world of turmoil, look what he gave you. I'm going to give him everything right now. I love you, Savior. I love you, Savior. Take my life, take my heart, take my mind, but don't let me be lost without you. Because I realize I should have been crucified. Colossians 2.14, blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, I should have been crucified. And he took it out of the way. I should have been crucified. Nailing it to his cross, I should have been crucified. Maybe you're more perfect than I am. Maybe you have a better lifestyle than I have. Maybe you're better looking. You have nothing to offer him that he needs except you. He owns the cattle of a thousand hills and the hills that they're on. All he wants is you. Why would you try to find a lesser way? Why would you find a weaker way? Why would you allow yourself to drift in a world of confusion when he went all the way to Calvary for you and took your place at Calvary? Oh, hallelujah. Oh, I feel something working in the house tonight. I want the Holy Ghost to touch somebody who's drifting too far away from Calvary and to know that we are here today because he took our place. He took our place, having spoiled principalities and powers. Oh, yeah, principalities and powers tried to sink the sub. Religious orders have tried to sink the sub. They're not interested in the substitute. They're careless with their approach to God. Not us. I enjoyed prayer tonight. I enjoyed the song service tonight. I'm enjoying preaching right now. I love everything about the house of God because everything I do, I'm giving back to him for all that he has done for me. He's done so much for me. Has he done anything for you? Has he done anything for you? Do you have any reason to worship him? Do you have any reason to thank him? Do you have any reason to exalt his name? Do you have any reason to let him know that I'm going to give you myself? That's all you get? You can't offer him gold. You can't offer him your car. You can't offer him your house. You can't offer him your bank account. All he wants is you. And I came to give him myself tonight. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Why don't you just lift your hands right now? Let's hear a voice of praise.
Oh, yes. Calvary, he spoiled the principalities and powers. And he made an open show of them. He just kind of mocked them. Because when they put a spear in his side, put a crown of thorns on his head, nailed his hands and his feet to an old wooden cross, you know what he said? He looked out there and saw all those that had rejected him. Soldiers were about him. Women were a little ways away. But the men were a long ways away, denying him that they ever knew him. You know what Jesus did? He looked out over all of that. I don't know whether he saw Judas on the far hill or not. I don't know whether he saw Peter there by the fire. I don't know where he saw the other 12 of the 12 disciples. But he looked out across the horizon of that afternoon sun. And he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. I say to you today, if you're not living for God like you know to live for God, you don't know what you're playing with. You don't know what you're doing because he gave everything. And even in your midst of confusion and failures and shortcomings uh, and all that you go through in life, he's still willing to say, I forgive you. The song said, I'm not perfect, just forgiven. I have to say amen. amen. I have to say amen because he became my substitute when the law was written against me. And when judgment was making his proclamation against my life, Jesus stepped up and said, you're my child. I love you. I'm going to live with you. And inside of us today, we have a, 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 we have a earth, we have a, we have a powerful thing in this earthen vessel. We have a treasure, not just a, not just a, not just a Kleenex box. That when we weep, we can wipe our eyes. But you have the blood of Jesus that when you sin, he will wipe it away. Come on, church. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I came tonight because I need a substitute. I need a lamb. I need something to stand in my way and say, hey, I'll take his place. You think, you think heaven comes cheap? Oh, no, friend. It wasn't 30 pieces of silver that bought my redemption. It was the precious blood of a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And I came to give him his inheritance tonight. What would you give God right now? What, 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 you, what would you give God right now? Is that what you'd give him? I'm not shocked because you didn't understand what I'm saying. But when you understand what I'm saying... What would you give God today? What would you give him today for what he's done for you? He took your place. You should have been crucified. You should have given up everything. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh come on. Just, just for a minute. I'm not through preaching. I'm not going to stop. But just give him something right now. Let him know that you love him above all things, that you worship him above all things. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah.
Praise God, praise God. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly. He openly rebuked them. He made an open spectacle and mockery of them, triumphing over them, over the ordinances of the law, over the judgment of the law. When you should have been there, he said, I'll take your place. I'm so glad to tell you that I died with him at Calvary. Hey, grasp this. If sin brings death, who could live? If sin brings death, who can live? I'll tell you who can live. Those that's buried with him, crucified with him. And he, he, we went into the grave with him and we came out a child of the king. Oh, hallelujah. That's why we baptize in Jesus' name. You know what the denominal world's trying to do when they circumvent and bypass baptism? They're telling you that you don't have to worry about being buried with him. You don't have to worry about taking his name, but I came to proclaim to you tonight, baptism is essential to salvation. If you're not buried with him in baptism, you're not there with him. And if you die, you die alone. But thank God. Oh, thank God. Thank God. We are not alone today. We have something in us. We have this treasure in earthen vessel. Listen to this. For as many of you of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Somebody tells you you don't have to be baptized in Jesus' name. They're just trying to sink the sub. They're trying to circumvent it. They're trying to get away. I know this is old hat to some of you. You've heard it for years. I've heard it for years, but I still love it. When I went down in a watery grave in Jesus' name, I went in there with Jesus because he was my substitute. Now... I may be placed in a cold, dark grave, but let me tell that old grave something. I took something in that grave with me that's coming out one of these days, and it's my lamb and my substitute. I'm not going to sink the sub today. I'm going to worship him. I'm going to give him my all. Oh, hallelujah. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ, was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. You walked back to your old life, you went back to your old lifestyle. Not us. We're walking on with Jesus. We're not going backwards. We got our lamb. I remember Ballastero. Wasn't it Brother Ballastero that brought the little lamb? Wasn't a real one, but it made the point. And we needed a lamb. I'm here to tell you tonight that God took your place. You should never be lazy about church. You should never be lazy about worship. Because if we've been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall also be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth, we should not serve sin, for he that is dead is freed from sin. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Don't sink this up, church. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, okay, you're tired of hearing that. Well, listen again. Galatians 2.20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, by the faith, by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me, I should have been crucified. I don't know what you think about this, but I should have been crucified. You may have been more perfect than I am. You may have had a better, better touch of life than I had. You may have been raised by different parents than I was. But I'm here to tell you, we came together tonight to give him something back for what he gave to us. So hallelujah. I wanted to sing that song tonight. I should have been crucified. So I called Brother Mark if he had helped me sing it. And he said, I'll tell you who can sing it. He said, Martin Fields can sing it. Martin, come. Come and help us sing that song. Musicians, come. And I want you to sing it with everything that's in you because I'm going to sing it with you, but drown me out. The climax of this service is this song right now because we need to recognize our substitute. You should have been crucified you were not worthy to live because of your sin. Adam and Eve, an animal had to die for them to live. That pushed their sin forward. Cain slew Abel, but Abel's sacrifice made him fit into the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 11, a substitute. Oh, hallelujah. I don't deserve to be here. But one day, he touched my life as a little boy. And I'm so glad that he did. Because I've heard people say, I don't know what I'd be if I, never, if I didn't live for Jesus. I'll tell you what you'd be. You'd be a low-down sinner. You'd be in this world just like the rest of the confusion of our world, trying to figure out what bathroom to use, who to marry, uh, and what's going on. And you'd be just as confused as they are. But we have a right mind because we have the mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, stand with me. Sing it, Martin. You're my substitute. Oh, I should have been crucified. Do you feel this way? And I should have suffered and died. Oh, I should have hung on the cross in disgrace. Thank you. 
here we are. With nothing, nothing to say. They were coming. And they were coming to take, take me away. Me Oh. 